Today's story is tragic and truly weird. It is about a French toddler who may or may not have gone missing. The family may or may not have been reunited with their baby. I would love to know your thoughts about this one. Today's topic is the strange case of Pauline Picard. family lived in Brittany, France in 1922. They were a large family of 11, which consisted of the parents, Francois and Marianne, and together they had nine kids. Their little town in Brittany was pretty quiet, and their homestead was no different. They had a little farm, and they were surrounded by acres of woods and countryside. Mrs. Picard, Marianne, let her kids have a pretty good amount of freedom They would go outside and play, and they'd provide helping hands by doing some farm chores. Marianne wasn't worried about her kids playing outside by themselves. After all, they would group off and play together. And of course, yes, it was a different time back then. But even still, it's not like something could happen to one of the kids and another kid not be there to witness it or come get help if they ever needed it. I am one of five siblings, and we grew up kind of the same. We were on a few acres of land, My grandparents lived on the property. Back then, it was rural. My parents let us run and play, kind of go where we wanted. Nothing bad ever happened, so I understand this mentality completely. One of the Picard siblings was little two-year-old Pauline, just a cute, blonde-haired, blue-eyed toddler. She would go outside with her big sisters and play around on the farm property. This one particular afternoon of April 6, 1922, was no different than any other day. It was time for dinner, and Marianne called outside to her kids that dinner was ready. One after one, they all came running in, but no one brought back Pauline with them. Marianne looked around outside, expecting to find Pauline playing in the grass or running around, but she couldn't see her anywhere. The other kids started searching around the property, calling for Pauline too, but she was gone. Y'all, once my nine-year-old, then toddler, snuck out of two gates at a petting zoo during a festival in the matter of like a split second, and even thinking about it now sends me back into near panic. All I did was I took the rest of the food that he didn't want to keep feeding the animals that I paid for, and I bent down and just gave it to another little girl to use that was standing right next to us. And as soon as that interaction was over, like a second later, I looked down and he was gone. There were people everywhere. It was an out of body experience. I thought someone took him and I ended up finding him in a neighbor's yard behind a bush. I felt like I was gonna throw up. 
you will never be as scared as a mother who has a missing baby. I'm claiming that there is nothing scarier. So anyway, I completely empathize with Marianne and how terrified she must have been. Marianne and Francois immediately got the police involved, and soon there were over 150 people on the family's property scouring both the farm and the surrounding countryside. But not even a trace was left of Pauline. You know, they say that the first 48 hours of a disappearance are the most crucial, and after this time window, the likelihood of finding that missing person goes down drastically with each passing hour. And in fact, if investigators don't have a lead, a suspect, or an arrest within the first 48 hours, their chances of ever solving the case are cut in half. So after the first few weeks go by without her sweet baby at home, Marianne, Francois, and the rest of the children all resided to the fact that their future was just going to be filled with grief over the loss of their precious Pauline. The townspeople in the family had theories of what could have happened to Pauline, from being abducted by gypsies to being taken by a wild animal or even just succumbing to the elements after wandering off. About a month later, Marianne gets a knock on her door and it's the police. And in their hand, they held a photograph. It was of a little girl who was found wandering all by herself in a town called Cherbourg, which was a whopping 250 miles away from the Picard family farm. When this little girl was found, the officer who retrieved her from the woman who found her picked her up, put her in the hospital so they could take care of her until they could figure out who she was. A woman had found her sitting on the steps in an alleyway. This little girl was confused, lost, and she was too scared to talk to anyone. This little girl matched Pauline's description right down to a certain mark that Pauline had on her ear. When Marianne and Francois saw the picture of this little girl, they immediately burst into tears. They couldn't believe it. It was Pauline. She was found. Over 250 miles away, though? How is that even possible? Questions could come later, though. The Picards boarded the next train out of there to travel to Cherbourg on May 8th so they could be reunited with their precious angel that they were sure they would never see again. Overcome with joy, Marianne and Francois were together again with their sweet baby. It was a very tearful event, as you can imagine, but not so much for Pauline. She was pretty stoic about the whole thing, and a few hours into spending time with their little Pauline, they could tell something was just off. Pauline didn't seem like she even recognized them. She definitely was Pauline, but she wasn't acting like herself at all. Whatever happened to her, they were sure it had to have been very traumatic. She looked underfed, and strangest of all, Pauline was mute. She didn't speak at all. But all of this could be a result of PTSD. Nevertheless, the Picards were overjoyed to bring their daughter back home to be reunited with her siblings again. But upon reuniting with her siblings, Pauline acted like she didn't know them either. 
she was very shy and seemed like she was scared of everyone. But still, everyone recognized her, even the neighbors. They were giving her love and hugs, and she was just kind of shying away from everyone. Marianne and Francois knew that this enormous trauma was just something they were going to have to work through with Pauline. Obviously, she was suffering with some kind of amnesia. But this question, how did Pauline end up journeying this 250 miles in the span of just a few weeks? And why didn't it seem like she understood the language they were speaking? Why wasn't she talking at all? Marianne also noted that she didn't recognize the clothes that Pauline was in, but this could have, you know, so many explanations. As time went on, the Picard family did report that Pauline seemed to be getting more comfortable at home with everyone. She was getting more and more used to the farm, becoming less reserved, and overall just doing a lot better than when they had initially brought her home, even though she still wasn't quite acting like herself. Marianne just couldn't quite shake the feeling. When they would watch her play or interact with her siblings, was this really their daughter? The whole family recognized her. The entire town recognized her. Of course, this was their daughter. The returned Pauline even acted very scared when brought to a certain area of the farm, so it was assumed that this must have been the spot where she had been abducted, apparently. A few weeks pass, and on the 26th of May, reports came that a cyclist had made a gruesome discovery while crossing a field. Close to the Picard's homestead, a small, naked body was decomposing. But in an area that had been searched over so many times before, it was kind of just out there in the open. But the head, the hands, and the feet were all missing. And next to this tiny body was a pile of neatly folded but bloody clothes. The exact same clothes that Pauline was wearing the day she disappeared. As police arrived to canvas the scene, another horrifying discovery was made. A severed head that had been partially eaten by a wild animal. The next day, the New York Times published an article, and here is a quote from that article. So careful was the search made at the time of Pauline's disappearance that the body would have been discovered had it been lying where it was found. Everything now points to the theory that it was placed there together with the neatly folded clothes quite recently. The most startling discovery, however, is that the unrecognizable head found close to the child's body is not the skull of a small child, but of a grown man, thus introducing a second victim of an unknown murder. When the town caught wind of this information, residents of the area stated that, indeed, there was no way that body had been there the whole time. Many people passed that area numerous times and all had the same thing to say, there was not a body there before. The body was out in the open and it was impossible that they had merely just missed the spot. The medical examiner who examined the little body said they couldn't pinpoint a cause of death, but it was noted that a stab wound was found in the groin area 
but it was only one centimeter in length and two centimeters in depth. Many locals thought it was impossible for this death to have been due to animals because they would have eaten the abdomen first. Eventually, it was ruled that the cause of death was accidental because there was no evidence of anything else, despite the fact that a fully grown man's skull was found near this little body. This small deceased girl was assumed to be the real Pauline, but was missing key elements that would allow investigators to positively ID the body, the head, the hands, and feet. But Marianne knew in her heart, of course, because of the clothing, that this was her baby Pauline. The only real lead to be investigated as far as suspects went, if this could have possibly been a murder, a 50-year-old farmer named Eve Martin saw the recently found and brought home Pauline in person when the Picard family brought her home. When he saw her, he began acting suspicious. And when the police saw how Martin was acting, he began shouting, God forgive me, I am guilty. God help me, I am guilty. And then proceeded to run away as fast as he could, laughing this deranged and wild laugh. He was quickly stopped and detained by officials, and then he was committed to a mental institution. Police were able to interrogate this guy, but he honestly just seemed crazy. The media had reported that Martin actually suffered a traumatic brain injury just before this event. They concluded that his confession was just the ravings of a madman. So, who had been living with them for all of these weeks? When the little girl who was identified by the Picards as Pauline was found in that alleyway, there were a few witnesses. They stated that they saw a very poorly dressed woman trying to abandon this little girl. And when someone saw what this woman was trying to do, they called the authorities. But when authorities went to talk to this woman, she had her daughter with her. Marianne and Francois started putting the pieces together. Over 200 miles away, she couldn't speak. She acted like she had no idea who they were upon being reunited with her. This Pauline, though she looked identical to their daughter, was different from the Pauline that they had lost. In the end, they concluded that it was just too far-fetched. They gave the little girl the name Mary Louise Pauline and ultimately sent her back to Cherbourg to reside in an orphanage. Some sources say that she was in the custody of a specific woman there, and she did receive many adoption requests. I'm not sure if adopting Mary Louise Pauline was on the table for the Picards, but some sources say they actually just didn't have the money to officially adopt this girl. One source stated that two months after Mary Louise Pauline was brought to the orphanage, she began speaking, and she spoke the language of Breton, which suggested that maybe this was the real Pauline. Unfortunately, though, the little girl ended up passing away just a few years later in 1924 due to the measles epidemic. No one ever claimed this poor, sweet girl, and her identity remains a mystery. The Picards did conclude as well that the dead girl's body must be Pauline, and they buried her remains in the local cemetery where her headstone read, Pauline Picard. Along with her name was her date of birth and her date of death, 
April 6, 1922, which is the day she went missing. Marianne and Francois were eventually buried with Pauline when they passed away. So what do you think happened to the real Pauline Picard? Was Mary Louise Picard a doppelganger or something? The skull of the man who was found near the little girl's body was also never identified. Was Pauline's body placed in that spot after the searches had ended? It was actually rumored in town that Pauline could possibly still be alive. After all, this small body was never officially identified. Unfortunately, though, no matter what happened, it was a true tragedy either way. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Do me a huge favor and please subscribe to Moonless Nights so you're notified when any new episodes are available. And please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review if you're enjoying this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more episodes like it, or if you have any ideas for future episodes, email me at moonlesspodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Recording, writing, audio editing, and brand design by yours truly, Perry Farlow. Music is by Samuel Francis Johnson, Jeff Harvey, and Music Unlimited. Thank you again so much for listening. Until next time, stay weird, people.